Welcome back to Catholic Doctrine Bible Study. This is session 128. I'm your host, Jim Hawk. And in this session, we'll be looking at Revelation chapters 8, 9, and hopefully 10 as we uh, dive further into this mysterious book. Now, last we left off, um, just as a bit of a review, we saw in the last session, what? You can't trust the government to protect you. You can't trust your your health. You can't trust science to save you. You can't trust the economy to protect you. You can't trust your neighbors to save you. Uh, all of those things broke down. Remember, we saw those those four horses, right? And death and, you know, plagues and economic breakdown and all that. The only thing you can trust is God's promise of eternal life. And you'll recall that there was 144,000, not to be taken literally, people who were going to be sealed by God for protection. It didn't mean bad things weren't going to happen to them. They might even be martyred for the faith, but they were at least going to be sealed for an eternal life, right? So as we've said uh, several times in our study of Revelation, doesn't mean it just if, if you're a, a believer, it doesn't mean this life will end well for you. Um, but nonetheless, uh, you want to be sealed. You want the seal of God on you. Later, we're going to see, uh, not today, the mark of the beast. And the good news is you get to choose. Do you want to take the seal of God and be saved for eternity? Or do you want to take the mark of the beast? And you get to choose. So, uh, enough said about that. Um, we saw last time, you know, the, 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 uh, seals of God. And now we are going to see the trumpets of God. Okay. By the way, after each cycle, and there will be seven cycles, the seals was one, there's a rejoicing in heaven. And we're going to see in this cycle, beginning with chapter eight, uh, rejoicing at the end of the cycle for those who are uh, followers of of God. Okay, so let's uh, unless you're driving, turn to chapter eight of Revelation, and we see that there's going to be seven trumpets. Now, what does a trumpet do? It it announces, you know, the presence of a king, right? And so. Um, we opens up this, uh, you know, the, the seven seals are opened by Christ. And it says, when he broke open the seventh seal, this is verse one of chapter eight, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. I always get in trouble when I explain that must be why there are, are no women in heaven because there's silence for half an hour. No, that's just a joke. Okay, so don't send me nasty emails or anything like that. But there's silence. Okay, and then we see that there's an angel in verse 5. He fills it with burning coals from the altar and hurls it down to the earth. That's a symbol of justice there. So you may want to uh, underline hurled it, uh, burning coals from the altar, hurled it down from the earth. That's justice, okay? 
Now we're going to see these four trumpets and the four trumpets represent God's uh, judgment so far. He's not, we're not at the end of the thing, but uh, uh, it's going to get worse before it gets better. We haven't had the plagues yet or anything like uh, the ultimate plagues. Well, let's take a look at these four trumpets. Um, uh, bear in mind, we've, we've already dealt with the folks that have been sealed. And by the way, that 144,000 is 12 tribes of the Old Testament, uh, 12 apostles of the New Testament, times a thousand, meaning a whole bunch. So people who were the true followers of God, uh, you know, they can have e eternal life, right? Okay. And some people will, uh, will um, you know, repent out of this, but not, not as many as would be, uh, would, God would have liked, but he gives you a free will, right? So, uh, let's take a look at some of the things that happen as a result of trumpets. We're going to see hail. I'm not going to read all this to you. In verse 7, we're going to see hail. I want you to underline the word hail. Uh, the, in verse 8, we're going to see a third of the sea turn to blood. Okay. And... Um, I want you to underline the word blood in verse 8. Um, then we're going to see uh, the water turned uh, bitter. Uh, you might want to underline bitter water in verse, mm, what do we got here? Verse 11. Okay. Then we're going to see, and, and each time these things happen, you know, a, a third of, uh, you know, a third of things die. A third of the lands uh, burned up after the, after the hail. Um, a third of the sea turns to blood after uh, verse, uh, you know, in verse 9, uh, 8, 8 and 9. And uh, all the, you know, stuff... Uh, Things are happening to this earth, right? What about in verse 12, we see that uh, um, the, the sky became dark. Uh, the day lost its light for a third of the time, as did the night. So I want you to underline the word dark, okay? So let's think about this for a little bit. Oh, well, uh, let's go on. Chapter 9 we see a plague of locusts from the fifth trumpet. So I want you to underline in verse 3 of chapter 9, locusts. Okay. Uh, well, let's stop for now. So what do we got? We got hail. We've got uh, water turning to blood. We've got water that you can't drink. And that's why I'm having had you underline these, these verses. We got this... Uh, the sky becoming dark, and we've got locusts. What does this remind you of if you are already familiar with the Old Testament? Well, uh, in the book of Exodus, you'll re you may recall 
that uh, God's chosen people, led by Moses and enslaved by Pharaoh in Egypt, they want out of Egypt, right? And so uh, Moses says, let my people go. And the Pharaoh says, no. And so the, um, the people of Egypt were plagued with, uh, you know, 10, 10 different bad things. And here we see um, corresponding to them are uh, similar misfortunes, right? So what is the writer of Revelation saying? He's saying, hey, way back when in Exodus, and I'll give you the verses in a minute, God protected his people from the evil that was placed on them by outsiders, right? Through a series of awful events like uh, hail and, you know, the sun going out and water turning to blood and all that. And so the writer is saying, hang in there, persevere, because just as God protected his people from all of these bad things way back in Moses's time, 1300 to 1600 BC, somewhere in there, depending on what uh, scholar you listen to, God is going to protect you too. Okay, uh, we've already seen you're if you if you follow him, you're sealed. You you might be a martyr for your faith, but your eternity in heaven is sealed. Okay, so I had you underline those specific um, uh, uh, problems or uh, events, and now I'm going to give you the verses in Exodus or elsewhere that correspond to those. So the first trumpet, there comes hail. So I had you underline hail in verse 7 of chapter 8. Right next to that uh, in your margins, write Exodus chapter 9, verses 22 through 24. So Exodus 9, 22 through 24. Okay, what about the water turning to blood? Okay, uh, I had you underline a third of the sea turned to blood in verse 8, right? And so um, in your margins, write Exodus chapter 7, verse 20 through 21. Uh, next, I want you to write uh, the water becoming bitter. I had you underline that um, in, uh, let's see, what did, what did I say? Verse 11 of chapter 8, I had you underline the water becoming bitter. Okay, uh, under uh, in your margins, write Exodus chapter 7, verse 21 next to that. Also, um, if you like, you can write uh, um, Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 14. Um, that's not in Exodus, of course, but uh, God said that he would give Israel uh, wormwood, which is referred to in uh, verse 11, or bitter water because they failed to follow him, right? Okay, what about in... Exodus chapter, excuse me, in Revelation chapter 8, verse 12, where I had you underline, um, you know, that the sky became dark. 
Um, I want you next to that in Exodus, uh, in your margins, write Exodus chapter 10, verse 21 through 29. Okay. So if you think that's bad, we continue on in chapter 9, and we come with these locusts. I had you underline locusts in verse 3 of chapter 9. And I want you to write in your margins a couple of things. Write Exodus chapter 10, verse 1 through 20. That's the plague of locusts. And also in your margins, next to locusts, or, you know, write Joel chapters 1 and 2, where the Old Testament prophet Joel talks about a time to come when locusts are going to devour everything. Well, this is going to be really scary. By the way, it says uh, the locusts uh, could only harm, this is verse 4, only people who did not did not have the seal of God on their foreheads. Remember the, the people who followed God that we saw in the last session, right? So what about the people who did not have the seal of God? Ooh, it's going to be bad for them. Verse 5 of chapter 9. These locusts, they're really scary looking dudes here, these locusts. They were not allowed, the locusts were not allowed to kill these people who did not have the seal of God on their forehead, but only to torment them for five months. Now, why five months here? You might want to underline this, verse 5. They were not allowed to kill them, but only to torment them for five months. Well, um, in May of the year 66, not 1966, but May of the year 66, there was a uh, procurator or procurator of Judea, a, uh, a Roman, who killed thousands of Jews over a five-month period per the Jewish historian um, Josephus. And uh, this marked the beginning of the war that that destroyed Jerusalem. So this, uh, this book of Revelation would have been written a few years after that. And again, the author is trying to convey hey, bad stuff has happened to our people, right? But you want to be, you want to take on the seal of God and you don't want to defect to the other side. And even though there's going to be a lot of pain, you will be able to survive. So that's why uh, in verse 5 of chapter 9, the author makes reference to this five months because the people will understand that they had been tortured just a few years ago for five months by Rome. Okay, but let's take a look at how this, this, uh, these scorpions work out. Uh, the torment they inflicted was like that of a scorpion when it stings a person. So it's a locust, but it stings like um, a scorpion. Uh, during that time, ooh, this is scary, verse 6, during that time, these people will seek death, but will not find it. And they will long to die, but death will escape them. Okay. Uh, boy, uh, one time, I well, several times I've had kidney stones. I don't know if you've ever had kidney stones, but there, were, there was a time when I was in so much pain, I prayed for God to kill me just so the pain would stop. It didn't happen. God delivered me, 
but that pain was real, okay? And uh, he describes these, uh, these locusts. They, uh, they had, uh, their teeth were like lion's teeth, and uh, the sound of their wings was like the sound of many horse-drawn chariots, etc. Uh, they had as, the, as their king the angel of the abyss, whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon, which means uh, destroyer, and, and in Greek, Apollyon, which means, you know, destroyer or destruction, right? So this is pretty scary. Um, so uh, watch out for the locust. Better yet, why not just decide to follow God no matter what, even though the bad stuff will happen and you uh you won't you 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 won't be harmed by these these locusts right uh, you'll be harmed all along the way by other things but uh hey i want to avoid those locusts all right so we're through the fifth trumpet but it looks like we're getting close to being out of time so we'll pick up next time on the on the um, uh, verse 13 which begins the sixth trumpet uh, but let's go to the Lord in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, Lord, we thank you for this book of Revelation, which is pretty scary, um, but we understand why the author wrote it. To point out events that happened in the past, uh, Roman persecution, persecution of the Jews centuries before, many centuries before by the Egyptians, and you're letting us know, hey, uh, you were with your people, and for those who stuck with you, you stuck with them, and they can have eternal life. So even though this stuff is pretty scary, and it's going to get worse before it gets better, even here and in our time, we know that you are in control and that you have offered your seal of protection for us, at least in terms of eternal life, and uh, we can accept that through, uh, through Christ Jesus. So thank you for that. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen.